You're listening to a Royal Children's Hospital Education Hub podcast. Hi, my name's Sarah Temby and I'm an Education Fellow in the RCH Education Hub. Today we have Rachel Kennedy, who is one of a team of five physiotherapists specialising in neuromuscular disorders at the Royal Children's Hospital. She's been working in this area for over 15 years. The team works in the weekly neuromuscular clinic and also the research program. Today we'll be discussing physical activity in Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Welcome, Rachel. Thanks, Sarah. So can you remind us what exactly is Duchenne muscular dystrophy or DMD? Yeah, sure. Duchenne muscular dystrophy, which I'll call Duchenne or DMD, is a genetic condition and it predominantly affects boys. So the dystrophin gene um, produces dystrophin protein, which is really important to the structure of the muscle cell walls when we think back to our biology. Mm-hmm. And defects in the production of dystrophin therefore affects the cell wall mu- of the muscle cells and the muscle cells break down and because the children don't have any dystrophin, they're unable to repair and replicate um, those muscle cells again, which would happen in you and me. Mm. And that breakdown of muscle cells um, causes a fibrotic scar tissue to be laid down. So this causes weakness in the boys and and associated fatigue and also muscle tightness from that fibrotic scar tissue. Yeah. So DMD um, actually affects all muscles of the body and is progressive, leading to eventual loss of ambulation and um, cardiac and respiratory failure. So our boys with DMD typically have corticosteroids, which is the current gold standard treatment to protect the muscles and improve strength. However, the steroids really only delay. They don't really prevent the eventual progression of the muscle disease. So there's some side effects from the steroids and that's things like weight gain and osteopenia. So therefore, the boys on steroids are typically overweight and have a higher risk of fractures. Mm. And why is physical activity important when working with children with DMD? Well, for all children, physical activity and exercise are really important parts of remaining fit and healthy. But for the boys with um, DMD or for children with DMD, they tend to be less active and are overweight and therefore exercising can be more difficult due to their muscle weakness. So um, we really encourage them to be physically active. However, certain precautions should be taken to ensure that physical activity and exercise is safe and effective for children with DMD. And what are the precautions for physical activity for children with DMD? So there's certain activities that we generally um, suggest that they avoid. Things like high impact activities where there's high force, leaping and bounding, tackling type sports. These are the activities that we really want to avoid. Other things to avoid are things like eccentric exercise. So working the muscles as they lengthen. Length induced damage is quite common to the muscle cells and in children with DMD, their muscle cells are unable to repair due to the lack of dystrophin. So things like weightlifting and jumping on a trampoline, step downs and squats are all activities that we need to be really careful about in terms of that eccentric induced muscle damage. Mm. And then strengthening. This is an emerging area of research. However, the benefits are really unclear and everyone thinks weakness we need to strengthen. But you've got to remember we are dealing with a muscle pathology here. So children with DMD don't have normal muscles. So we cannot assume they will respond to specific strengthening activities. Mm. So we need to be careful that we don't put the child at an increased risk of falling as well, especially the older boys on steroids. And we're also going to be careful about causing further muscle damage. However, on the other hand, we do want them to be active. So it's a real balancing act as so to speak. Yeah, a bit of a juggle. Yeah. (laughs) And what physical activities would you encourage for children with DMD? 
Yeah, so activities that we encourage would be things like low impact exercise where there is less force and gentler activities. So walking and swimming and cycling. Aerobic exercise is still is really important and it's okay that these kids huff and puff, so to speak. And we also encourage daily stretches for the areas of tightness that we know are common in DMD. So in the lower limbs, this would include things like the calves, the backs of the knees, hamstrings and hip flexors. So you've told us the precautions and some activities that we encourage, but are there any specific safety concerns when it comes to that physical activity and exercise in DMD? Yeah, there is. So we really don't know and there's not enough research about what is a safe level of exercise or physical activity for children with DMD. However, we do know that children with DMD have a higher risk of muscle damage and it's important to avoid exercise to exhaustion. Mm. Um, It's really important to monitor for post-exercise or delayed onset muscle soreness. So basically, if a child is presenting with DOMS, we know that they've overdone it and we need to consider what activity they've done in the past 24 hours to cause this and modify that activity when it's needed. Yep. We also need to be careful with high impact activities as these um, there is a higher risk of falls and it's important to consider this given their osteopenia and the risk of fractures from falling. On the other hand, there's also research, the No Use is Disuse study, that indicates that children with DMD do also suffer from disuse atrophy. And we know that children on steroids have a higher propensity to weight gain. Therefore, remaining physically active is really important for children with DMD. Great. And we have a lot of therapists who will be listening to this. So what strategies can you suggest for them when they're working with children with DMD? Yeah, sure. Well, we've got quite a list. Tell me. It's really important to encourage low impact and regular activity. So once again, the bike riding, swimming lessons, walking the family dog, you know, it's really important that they do everyday activities. And it's really important that they are included and participate in PE and sport at school to the level of their ability. It's also really important to support safe participation in sports so for example the rough and tumble of football or auskick mightn't be such a good idea and maybe encouraging a more sedate activity such as cricket might be better also avoiding eccentric activity which i've mentioned before but trampolining is really contentious so many of our international experts recommend against trampolines And, you know, we wouldn't recommend that you go out and buy one due to that increased risk of eccentric muscle damage and also falls and potential fractures. However, so many Aussie families have a trampoline in their backyard already. So, you know, if they've already got a trampoline and for young children, we do say, look, use it in moderation and be really mindful of DOMS because once again, if if they're sore after trampolining, we know they've overdone it. So... It's, I guess it's being a bit practical. And in fact, Sarah, the RCH Kids Health Information website has a really good section on safety in backyards and playgrounds and that outlines about using trampolines in general as well. That's a good reference. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mentioned DOMS and I think it's really important to listen to the child. I say to parents, you know, if your child is saying that they're sore or that they need to rest, then listen to them and give them that opportunity to rest and then modify their activities appropriately. We're often in 
encouraging the use of wheeled mobility to transport children, especially when we consider the longer distances that are required when accessing like school and community activities. So I sort of say, you know, a wheelchair is like a taxi. It saves the child's energy so that when they get to where they're going, they've got lots of energy for the fun physical activity and play that they're doing there. And then I guess the final thing is ask the child and their family and teachers how best to include the child in meaningful participation within those settings. Yeah. Yeah, great. And as you mentioned, DMD is progressive. So how do you approach modifying physical activity based on that? Yeah, really good question. And every week we're talking to parents and families and therapists about this. So yeah, Duchenne is a progressive disease and with increasing muscle weakness, we know that children with DMD are going to become less active. Mm. We do spend a lot of time talking to families about modifying activity, preserving energy and managing fatigue. This is really important for the boys, especially as they're starting to fall when they get older. They're often opting out of activities because they're afraid of falling Mm. so we often talk about once again using wheels either their wheelchair or a mobility scooter to assist with energy conservation and we anecdotally know that the boys tend to fall more often when they're tired or fatigued or towards the end of the day so it's really important to be mindful of that when um, thinking about their sort of 24 hours what they're doing in that time Mm, great You are a wealth of knowledge of this, so I'm just going to say, is there anything else you'd like to add? Thank you. (laughs) Well, I guess remember that, you know, we're talking about children and they deserve to have a childhood. You know, Mm. I think that's really important fundamentally. And, you know, the therapists that work with children in the community are great. We work with so many great community therapists and they're experts at making exercise and physical activity fun and engaging. And I think that's really important. Mm. And then when we think about our younger children, especially around time of diagnosis, it's really important to encourage them to be active players and to explore and, you know, all that active play and exploration really should be encouraged. We don't want to wrap these kids up in cotton wool balls. Great. Thank you, Rachel. And what would be your three key take-home messages? At the end of the day, children with Duchenne muscular dystrophy need to be physically active still. However, it needs to be done in a safe way, taking into consideration their muscle disease, fatigue and the risk of fracture for our older boys. But And I guess the last thing is to say that if you have any patient-specific questions, you can always contact us in the Neuromuscular Clinic at the Royal Children's Hospital for more information. Well, thank you, Rachel, for talking today about physical activity in Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Thank you, Sarah, and thanks for the chat. It's been great. And can I just take a moment to thank the great team of physios I work with, Kate Carroll, Katie Duval, Justine Adams and Kiara Tuurik. Great. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please view the description section below for more information on this topic. The Education Hub is a collaboration between the Royal Children's Hospital and the University of Melbourne Department of Paediatrics and funded by the RCH Foundation.